filling in for Pete, here's Sal Licata. Oh, thanks again to Adam Fisher. Always a pleasure having him in studio. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the information and insight that he provides. It's fascinating for me to get a feel for you know somebody who's been on the inside there and how that works instead of just sitting here and recklessly yelling, trade this guy or why didn't you do that or sign him? You get some insight and some idea into how things work. So it's always fun to have Adam on and we'll have him on again maybe in the offseason to reassess or uh, you know not even reassess some of the Mets moves but decide where they can go and all those type different things. 800-321-0710 is the number to call. We'll get back to the calls here. You know, before we do that, maybe now's a, as good a time as any to talk about what being a true sports fan means. Now, I don't know if many of you have seen this, uh, if any of you have seen this, but or, or saw this, I should say. Last week, I think it was, on SNY, I uh, held a quote-unquote press conference on Baseball Night in New York on their show that they do. They have this thing. I wouldn't even call it a bit. It's just a segment sometimes where people hold press conferences and have some fun and announce whatever it is that's on their mind to get something off their chest. And I myself announced that I was going to become a Yankees fan for the remainder of the 2018 season. And I put on the batting helmet, the Yankees batting helmet, and I put on the Yankees jersey. And, you know, talked about how great it is to be a Yankee fan and blah, 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 blah. And you would be stunned to know how many people on Twitter basically told me that they wanted me to die. It is, it is, I mean, do you think that it is that easy to just all of a sudden wake up one day and say, you know what? I think I'm going to be a Yankee fan today. I wish it were that easy. That's not what being a fan is. Being a fan is not something you really can decide after, you know, many years. You know, maybe when you're a kid, you don't even know that you're deciding, but you do. Your parents take you to a Met game or somebody buys you a Jet sweatshirt, whatever it may be. You like Deion Sanders in high school and you become a Falcons fan. Like I, did. I mean, whatever it may be, or junior high, whatever. But people really were annoyed that a, you know, diehard, passionate Mets fan like myself. I'll be honest with you, I'm still not the same Mets fan I was 10 years ago. It's just, it's just not the same anymore for me. Or 15 years ago. Now, that Sal, 2000 Sal, would hate the fact that 2018 Sal put on the jersey. But the reality is, we all know I'm not a Yankees fan. I mean, come on. I can never root for the Yankees. Unless I bet on them. Sports fandom doesn't work like that. And if I could decide to just switch my allegiance. If you could, as a sports fan, decide to just switch your allegiance like that. Hey, you want to be, Sal, you want to announce today in a press conference you're going to be a Yankee fan? Hey, you know what? Not a bad idea. You don't think I would? What's not to love about being a Yankee fan? Tell me the negative in being a Yankee fan. What, the ticket prices are too high? I mean, I don't even think that that's the case anymore. What is one negative about rooting for a team that basically does everything you could possibly want as a fan? No, I'm not. I happen to be a Met fan. And it's annoying to see other fans enjoy success and enjoy you know, going out there and getting a reigning NL MVP even when your team is already loaded. When you, as a Met fan, are dying for any kind of real free agent signing. And by real, I obviously don't mean Swarzak, Vargas, Bruce, Frazier, Reyes. But what is the what is there not to like about the Yankees? Anybody would want to be a Yankee fan. 
if only it were that easy. So I guess in total, being a sports fan is not something you can decide. It's about, obviously you could decide it initially, but after many years, it's not something you could just change and decide to, to switch over. It's about emotional investment, energy being invested into rooting for this team for years upon years upon years and making it a priority and a love of putting all of that into rooting for whichever team you choose. You cannot just simply wake up one day and put on a Yankee jersey and become a Yankee fan out of nowhere. I'm surprised how many people thought that that actually was the case. Anyway, let's get back to the phones. 800-321-0710. Robert in Queens. Uh, Robert, you want something? You want the Mets to do something the Yankees have done quite well over the years. Well, I would have told Adam, I know he seemed pleased with the eight or nine uh, pitching prospects that they got for the trade deadline last year. But the thing is, what bothers me is they could have gotten better prospects if they were willing to kick in a little money, and they refused to do that. So I'm not really optimistic for the future. Look at Atlanta. How did they do it? Like overnight, they have a great, exciting young team. The Mets have nothing but an old, decrepit. No, it's, it nothing, seems, you know, I'm just it seems like that now, Robert. It seems like that now. And I get what you're saying. Look, the Mets have an old team because they signed Todd Frazier and Jay Bruce. And so, you know, Cespedes looks banged up right now. You know, the Mets brought up Michael Conforto. The guy was an all-star last year. He's hitting 220 this year. He's a big-time problem. They brought up Ahmed Rosario, and Ahmed Rosario has had issues. I know he's looked as of late, like maybe you're starting to see some of the potential, but Ahmed Rosario was not anywhere near Glaber Torres, a guy who he was compared to. You heard about Dom Smith. Oh, first-round pick, Dom Smith. Well, Dom Smith doesn't look like he belongs in the big leagues. So it's not just that they're old, it's that they're not any good. They just don't have good players. And they it takes... Look, you either have to trade for those guys, you either have to sign those guys, or you either have to draft and develop those guys. Mets haven't done enough of either of those three. Well, that's another point. You said you would like Rico to be the GM. Well, this is the same person who said that Mickey Calloway has been a great manager. I mean, well, wait, Rico said that. Yes. Oh, I take it back then. He would be back. Not only that, he said he will be back next year. Well, well, we know that. that. Well, look, Robert, and I appreciate the call. Mickey Calloway has, in fact, I hate to break this to everybody, he has, in fact, not been a great manager this year. I mean, I don't know. Rico's trying to be nice by saying that, I guess, but he's not been a great manager. He's been an awful manager. There's a lot of room for improvement uh, as far as the manager goes. And, look, whether I like Rico or not, I I told you before, I, I admitted to not being qualified enough to be able to make that decision. Unless you're telling me the Mets could get Theo Epstein, Dave Dombrowski, Brian Cashman, I guess even Billy Bean, I don't know enough about the outside guys, the young up-and-comers who may not be front and center in another organization. I know about Rico. I know he's familiar here. I, I he, Obviously, he's got, um, you know, he understands New York. I think he understands how to deal with the media in a way that I can respect uh, from a GM's perspective. I, I like that he's open and honest about certain things. Um, now, does that mean he's going to be a great GM? I don't know. I have, I don't know the answer to that. And by the way, it's likely that the Mets aren't going to hire Rico. All the stories say otherwise. They're going outside. So if they love them that much, and by the way, I'm, I'm sensitive or have a soft spot for guys being, being promoted from within. I mean, who can't relate to that, right? You always want to be promoted from within. You do the work. You expect to be promoted. But then when the time comes and, oh, you're not good enough for this job, let's go outside and get somebody else, That's to me, that's not right. If you have a deserving candidate. From within. Maybe they feel Rico's not that guy. I don't know. 
but it doesn't sound like Rico was going to get um, get that opportunity. Ari is in Far Rockaway. Uh, Ari, you agree you want to trade Wheeler? Hey, so yeah, listen, if we have to trade, now, I don't like the idea of trading pitchers because they are extremely valuable. But if we have to trade one of them, it's got to be Wheeler. You have to keep Nats. You have to keep a lefty on the staff. You just have to have that versatility. Yeah, he's had his ups and downs, and he's had his injury problems, but he seems to have taken a turn this year, which is quite positive for us. Vargas is a lefty, isn't he, Ari? Uh, has Vargas done anything for us all year? <laughs> no, no, I agree with you saying, Ari, and, and, and you're right. I like the versatility of Mats, and thank you for the call. I still like the potential of Mats. I think Mats can get better. I think Wheeler is as good as he's going to be and is likely to get worse. Ellie is in Far Rockaway. Did I say that right? Ellie, uh, I, you know, you yeah, want to know? Did. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, what's your. Should I tell you, yeah, I tell you a secret? Go ahead. Ari is my brother. Oh, look at that. Ari and Ellie, back to back. Brothers. All right. There Twin you go. Brothers. Twin brothers. Twin brothers. How about that? Yeah. Well, we can't see that via the twin, radio. Twin but now commiserating, we commiserating Mets fans. Well, what is your. Do you want to trade Wheeler as well? Um, as I, I agree with him. If any pitcher, it's Wheeler, but. I just want to know where we go from this point. I mean, it's been, you know, pitching, 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 and they have ignored the skill positions. Yes, Rosario was supposed to be a guy, and Dom Smith was supposed to be a guy, but it seems like every one of our guys seems to go to the dump, and every one of the Yankees guys seems to go, you know, it's so frustrating being a Mets fan in the Yankees town. Well, and that's to my point, Ellie. That's why you got to just root for the Yankees. I mean, give up being a Mets fan and all of a sudden decide to root for the Yankees. No, I get it. It is frustrating being a Mets fan. Where do they go from here? I guess the first thing, well, the first thing has to be signing a new GM or hiring a new GM. Whoever it is that they decide uh, to bring in, you you go from there. They bring in the GM, and then you say, okay, well, is this going to be our manager, or are we going to get a different manager? And then from there, it would be, to me, extending Jacob deGrom and taking care of that issue. Figuring out how I want to position Yoannis Cespedes. Figuring out what I want to do with Conforto, Nimmo, and Jay Bruce and how to align that outfield. I would try to trim the fat, just get rid of the useless players who I don't feel have, you know, um, the, the, the aging, or not even just aging, the not well-rounded ball players, a la Wilmer Flores. Get a catcher in here. I mean, where do we begin? I mean, really, it's it's a good question. Where do they go from here? Uh, where where do we begin? Yeah, I need more than uh, just forty five minutes that we have left to be able to do that. Eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. I'll tell you where we go from here. Richard Justice of MLB dot com will join us on the other side. Talk all things Major League Baseball, Mets, Yanks, other trades from around the league. Get you set for the second half as well. And don't forget, anybody who calls gets a free replica Jacob Degrom jersey. If you call and get on the air with us, OR is nice enough to give you a free replica. Mets jersey with Jacob DeGrom's name and number uh, on the back, so stay tuned for that, and also a pair of Mets tickets to give away before we say goodbye at 9 o'clock. Sal Licata filling in for Pete McCarthy on the Sports Zone, the voice of New York, 710 WOR. You're in the WOR Sports Zone. And for Pete, here's Sal Licata. We will get to your calls in a little bit, also give away a pair of Mets tickets. Before we say goodbye at 9 o'clock right now, we welcome in Richard Justice, uh, the MLB.com correspondent, who obviously is well in tune to all goings on in Major League Baseball. And a lot actually happening, Richard, even in uh, you know the two off days here uh, during the All-Star break. Manny Machado gets dealt. Today, Brad Hand gets dealt. Let's start with Manny Machado to the Dodgers. 
Um, look, this is a huge move here. I'm assuming the Dodgers are going to try to re-sign him and maybe move him to third base. But in the short term, you think this now makes the Dodgers front runners, clear front runners in the National League West? Yeah, I think so. You know, everything's connected to every other little thing. Is, is, is Kershaw going to stay healthy? Rich Hill, what's the second half going to look like for Alex Wood and Ross Stripling? They're kind of Cinderella stories in the first half, uh, at least Stripling. Uh, yeah, but I think they were already the best team. Uh, I think, you know, after going to Game 7 of the World Series, you're in a win-now mode. You give up five prospects. You're willing to do it. Uh, and I think, you know, and then so you see the dominoes start to fall with Brad Hen going to Cleveland today. And I think that's what we're going to see. Because even we know the Yankees and Red Sox are going to go to the postseason. But there's going to be a frantic nature uh, to try to avoid the wild card game, to get in front, to, all, to make one more move. You know, Houston was going to the postseason last year. Justin Verlander just sort of gave them a better chance to win the World Series. And they, the Astros GM, Jeff Leno, said, hey, look, we're, we're going to try to do something now that helps us match up better with the Indians and the Yankees and the Red Sox. Is there that guy out there, though? I mean, there, you know, Jay Happ is the name, and Cole Hamels, and Michael Fulmer. I mean, the Yankees are going to get a starting pitcher. We all know that. I, I mean, I would think they're going to get a starting pitcher. But is is that name, Richard, any of those three, a difference maker the way Verlander was for the Strohs? Oh, no. I mean, Verlander's Hall of Famer. And, they, I mean, and he has never pitched better than he did down the stretch last year. Probably never pitched better than he has the last 12 months. Uh, so there's not that guy. The, the interesting guy, well, the interesting guy is, is Jacob DeGrom. Is there, do the Yankees have enough players to convince the Mets to trade him to the Bronx? Probably not. You know, I, I don't know how the PR part of it, the tabloids, I don't know how that factors in. Nathan Nivaldi is a very interesting guy, you know, coming back from Tommy John. He throws very hard when he's been good. He's been great when he's been bad. And he was bad in his last start, and he was bad against the Yankees. Um, he's been terrible. So, you know, I, do you trust Cole Hamels? I don't know. The, the results aren't really there. Is there a guy out there, you, Tyson Ross? He hasn't been pitching very well. So I guess to answer your question, no, there's not that guy there. Right, and that's why there isn't that name that's out there for the Yanks. If there were, they'd be able to go out there and get him because we know the Yankees, whether it's uh, you know trading whichever prospects or taking on salary, whatever, they'll do whatever it takes to get that right. guy. That guy's not there, which then would lead me, Richard, to if he, if the difference-making starter isn't there, then get the difference-making reliever. Brad Hand, as you mentioned, dealt from the Padres today to the Indians as the Indians try to shore up their bullpen. The Yanks get Britain. I mean, if they don't get Britain, then where do they go? Yeah, well, the other guy that people are talking about is Rysel Inglesias with uh, the Reds. But, you know, he's they've played – they're over 500 since Riggleman took over, and now their timeline may, be, may look different. They've got him signed. I don't know that they're going to trade him. You know, I, it, you're going to have to overpay for those guys. And and I think, you know, the Orioles, what do you think of the five prospects? Who knows? Uh, they're going to get a player or two uh, for Britain. Uh, who's pitching pretty well lately, not Zach Britton of two years ago, but pitching pretty well. He's the top guy the Astros want, uh, and he makes all those things. But you're right. You know, you go down your list. We want a starting pitcher. If we can't get a starting pitcher, then we're going we're gonna to shorten the game again by getting another reliever. And let's face it, the postseason is, is a bullpen. It has become very much a game of bullpen matchups. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. But you know, even Boston, you look at Boston right now and you say, well, I don't, what do they need? They need nothing. Um, they're hmm. going to try to do something. You know, they were even, 
they were even uh, putting their toe in the water on Machado. I think maybe just to torment the Yankees, but who knows? Yeah, probably, as usual, we'll talking to MLB.com correspondent Richard Justice. A couple of things that you touched on there. Number one, uh, postseason become a bullpen you know, game. Astros, seemingly, Richard, last year, one of the worst bullpens I've ever seen, and they win a World Series. Are they going to try to improve? You mentioned Britain. Uh, I guess there's been some rumors about Therese Familia. Do you think the Strohs ultimately add an arm in that bullpen? Yeah, no question about that, I think. And, you know, their bullpen is performing well now. But a year ago at this time, their bullpen looked dominant. And, uh, you know, so they feel Colin McHugh has made a terrific adjustment to the bullpen. Davinsky's pitching well, Hector Rondon. But, you you know, as much as you play the matchups in the fifth inning on in the postseason, and A.J., no manager has ever done a better job than A.J. Hinch did last year in mixing and matching his starters, piggybacking his starters, in games and all that, you still want some comfort in the ninth inning. And Britain is like, I'm familiar would be that guy too. But uh, Britain is a guy, I think is the guy they have targeted. But, you know, they, they like Brad Hand. They didn't go crazy uh, about that. Last year with Brandon Kinsler went to Washington. They liked him, but, you know, they didn't like like him. So, it's a, they, I mean, they felt that way about Kelvin Herrera. They, they didn't go crazy. Yeah, going for him. And, you know, with Britain, there's there's obviously health problems. I, I said to somebody on the Astros, I said, you know, Britain is a gamble, too. And he says, yeah, but we only need him for three or four weeks. Yeah, right, exactly. They're not going to need him for the long haul. Uh, to that point, what's the market for Jerry's Familia? You mentioned a couple of teams who may have interest, but what type of return would the Mets be looking at for trading away a guy like Jerry's Familia? Oh, I think you're going to get a couple of prospects. You know, I don't think... You know, you say, okay, wait, he's a rental. Um, I don't even know what that means anymore, you know, because you you got these teams that want to win, and they want to win now. And there's a whole study, the, the data guys have done a study. When your window is open, uh, you got to go for it because you may not, you don't know. You know, everybody is optimistic about the, all the players we have in April. You know, every, you always hear that, but you don't really know when you're going you're gonna to have a window open. And if you look at the National League, you can make a case that maybe five teams have a, ha, ha, they have a window open. The Cubs and the Dodgers are the best teams in the National League, but there are other teams that have a chance. So familiar to the Braves, would the would the Mets do that? I, the Mets have some very t- difficult decisions to make about where are we? Are we in the middle? Are we? Do we have a? You can't have a foot in both buckets, so they have to make a, a, you know some tough decisions. Talking with Richard Justice, MLB.com correspondent. Before we move on, you mentioned the Mets. Let's just get it out of the way. Do you have any names that you think would be a favorite to be their GM, or is it way too early at this point to even have an idea who who it could possibly be? You know, what I hear is that John Ricco is, is going to get the job, but you don't know that. You know, and I think I think if you're Jeff Wilpon, you're obligated to, to survey the landscape. There are a lot of guys. I mean, there are a lot of guys that have pretty good – have pretty pretty good credentials you know and where do you start looking you look at Cleveland you look at Tampa Bay you look in Houston for the for the people like that who've been part of a a successful organization but you know with the Mets you're not talking about a new way of doing things Sandy Alderson invented the new way of doing things so it's you know I mean he's the birthplace of of the data and so I, I think you know I think the guys they have on the staff there are very highly regarded Back to the American League. Give me rank the top three. I mean, I, I always say the Yanks. I still think the Yanks are better than the Red Sox, but the Red Sox don't lose. Stroh's reigning world champ. Uh, how would you rank the three teams? I think they're the same team. You wow. know, you can make this or that. 
I think overall, you know, from 30,000 feet, the Astros are a little better than the Red Sox, and the Yankees need a starting pitcher. But look, Houston won last year. How'd they do it? Alex Bregman homers off Chris Sale in Game 4 of the Division Series, or we're heading for a deciding Game 5. They have to win two elimination games at home against the Yankees to go to the World Series, and then Marwin Gonzalez, bless his heart, hits an 0-2 Kenley Jansen fastball over the wall in the ninth inning of Game 2 of the World Series, or, you know, or the Dodgers probably win the World Series. It's like a thousand little pieces of confetti have to fall into the right place, so it's just, it really does start over. And, you know, and like we do talk about those three teams, but now Cleveland is has an October rotation. They throw hard and they know what they're doing, and now the bullpen is dramatically better. You know, they they need another bat for the outfield, but and I don't know that they're going to be able to do that. I don't even know who's out there that you would go get that would be a game changer. So they may still have another move, but if if you know if they open the playoffs and Kluber and Bauer throw shutouts, they're probably going to win. Can the A's catch the M's in the wildcard race? Oh my. Let me tell you, you go watch the A's play for about a week, and you'll say, wait a minute, is there a better team in baseball right now? <laughs> they, don't have any, they don't have any weaknesses. And I'm telling you, Sal, from the moment they put Matt Chapman and Matt Olson at the corner infield position uh, together about a year ago, everything changed with that organization. The manager just like he walked, he walked a different way, and now that they're getting, you know, that Sean Mania has 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 taken a step forward. Daniel Mangan and those guys, that bullpen with Lou Trevino and Blake Trinan, it's they they yes, you know, Seattle finished. Seattle didn't have a good finish to the first half, and they're frantic to end the sixteen year drought, 16, 17 year drought, and uh, they're going to they well, you know, what do they need? Well, they need a pitcher. Well, do they need a starter or a reliever? Yeah, they do. And now they have Robbie Cano coming back on August 14th. That will help. But he's not going to be there for the postseason. So they got a lot going on in Seattle. And incredible with the A's. Guys I've never heard of. I mean, they just continue to win. They've been so impressive. Yeah, and you know the guys that they need. You know when you're good, your stars have to be good. And Piscotty has become what the Cardinals thought he would be. Jed Lowry has never played better. But... And the, you know, and this kid Mark Simeon at, at shortstop is pretty good. And, but when they get a lead in the seventh, Bob Melvin is really good at managing a bullpen. And those guys, I mean, Blake Trinan is like, oh no, like Greg Maddox. You you go back to the dugout and you say, how did that guy get me out? And he and he gets everybody out. Couple of quick ones, Richard. Before we let you go, we're talking with MLB.com correspondent Richard Justice to the National League and the National League East in particular. I, I think it was the last time I had you on. I told you I picked the Mets to win the division based on the fact that I thought the Mets would be good, but I didn't think the Nats would be as good. Certainly didn't think the Phillies or Braves were ready this year. Obviously, I was dead wrong about the Mets and the Phillies and the Braves. But let's start with the Nationals. Do you think they could get it turned around? And what is the issue with that ball club? Everything. I mean. Okay, you can start with the injuries, all right? But, you know, we're 96 games in, and we still wait for this light to switch off. Mm. It's got to switch up. It's got to switch on tomorrow when they give the ball to Steven Strasburg. This is a kind of a litmus test weekend against the Braves. You know, the Braves have the Braves need pitching. The Braves need bullpen help. They need a starting pitching. You know, the young guys start to hit a wall. Philly looks like maybe – well, I saw Fangrass has it projected – 85, 85, 84 with the three teams. Basically, the three teams are even. I, I don't know what the problem is with the Nationals. Guys, you know, I don't know what Bryce Harper's problem has been. I don't know why it hasn't turned on 
they, they did an amazing job early on with the guys like Mark Reynolds and Matt Adams and Wilmer Defoe keeping them in it. Um, you know, the manager, Davey Martinez, has has not had as smooth a ride, I'm being kind to the way I say that, as Aaron Boone and uh, and uh, Alex Cora, but I, I, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we, we may just be wrong. This is a transition time. But I still, like in my back of my mind, I think they're going to go on a streak and win 20 out of 25. Yeah, and plus, I, yeah. I, I, I've been saying that since May. Yeah, exactly. But plus, the teams in front of them, I mean, do you trust the Braves and Phillies? I know the Phillies are trying to be aggressive. They went, they went to get Machado to no avail, but the Phillies are going to be an aggressor, uh, aggressive team out there. Right. Do you trust those two teams, the Braves and Phillies, to hold up for the long haul? Well, I love watching the Braves play because you get caught up in the emotion of the, of the the youth, and it's not unlike what the Astros had last year. And what did the Astros do? They added Justin Verlander to the mix. That change <laughs> that changes the, the look, the feel of everything else uh, of your of your team. Uh, I, so I do think they need one more piece. I sort of think Philly's in a better place because because you've got Arietta, you've got Nola, you got two aces, you know, and Pavetta's been pretty good and the. They need, you know, they're probably like a lot of teams. They're going to need another bullpen arm. There are days you watch those two teams, and you say, "Nope, I'm not buying it." And especially in the Phillies bullpen for stretches. But then for the last two or three weeks, it's been great. Uh, Atlanta will make moves because Alex Anthopoulos is a very aggressive general manager, and I assume that the uh, Phillies are out there trying to trying to do something too. You know, I mean, Machado was such a perfect fit. I would think Whit Merrifield from the Royals would be a guy that could play the middle infield for him. You know, you, and let me just say, like a couple of years ago at the trade deadline, the Blue Jays were in Houston. They got five guys that day. But they weren't guys that would blow your socks off. But there was a there was an excitement and enthusiasm about the deals. Another clubhouse, the Astros got nobody. And you can say, they don't believe in us. So I do think there's an emotional thing uh, uh Oh, did we lose Richard? No, oh, I think we're losing Richard there. Beyond what you do in terms of the roster. All right, Richard, the phone's breaking up a little bit. We're going to let you go anyway. But, yes, there could be an emotional difference with teams being aggressive and trying to make a trade and teams that don't. Always appreciate the time. Thanks, Richard. Thank you, sir. Richard Justice, MLB.com correspondent. Um, look, it's going to be a fun second half, or at least an intriguing second half. I know the Mets are irrelevant, and that takes a lot out of it, but you look around Major League Baseball, Cubs and Dodgers, what's going to happen in the NL East? Can the Brewers make a legit run at the Cubbies in the NL Central? I mean, will the Rockies and Diamondbacks ever get it turned around? And the American League, it's Yankees-Red Sox. And it's going to be, can the A's maybe chase down the M's for that wild card spot? And then once you get in the postseason, it should be fun. A lot of good teams, certainly in the American League, how that is going to balance out, especially with the additions that the Cleveland Indians made to their bullpen today. We finish up with your phones, giving away the Jacob deGrom replica jerseys to anybody that calls and gets on. We also have a pair of Mets tickets to give away. That all before 9 o'clock, so a busy 20 final minutes for you here in the Sports Zone. It's Sal Licata filling in for Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. This is the WOR Sports Zone. Filling in for Pete McCarthy, here's Sal Licata. All right, good stuff from Richard Justice there going around Major League Baseball. Let's get back to the phones here. Joe is in Valley Stream. And Joe, you don't want to see another mistake like Tom Seaver, right? Right, because I didn't want, you know, when they traded Tom Seaver for uh, Dan Norman, Doug Flynn, Pat Zachary, and uh, uh, 
Steve Henderson, it was like a, a flop of a deal. And I don't want to see Jacob DeGrom traded just like that. I'm sorry, i got to turn the mic on there. Yeah, I don't want to see that either, Joe, and thank you for the call. Um, I mean, I wasn't around for the Seaver stuff. I understand the importance of it, the significance of it, and how devastating that could be. I would have flipped out had I been around, much like everybody else did who was a diehard Mets fan at the time. Maybe different circumstance here because of the position of the organization currently. I think the idea of some people being open to trading DeGrom is that, well, they're not going to win anyway for the next couple of years. He's already 30 years of age. He's never going to have peak value the way he has it right now. And everybody's so high on prospects right now that they think that that's going to turn the Mets into a consistent winner. It's not going to be the case. So I agree, Joe. Uh, I do not want to see the Mets trade DeGrom. I think the idea should always be to acquire good ball players and keep them and build around them with more good ball players, not by trading the best pitcher in Major League Baseball at the current time. Dan wants the Mets to get somebody else. Hey, yeah, I wanted to see uh, what you thought about the Mets making a run of Murphy again in the offseason. What position would you play Daniel Murphy? Would you put him at second base? I would, yeah. Yeah, I just don't. Dan, do you think he's a good defensive player? I mean, do you trust him to stay healthy? Hasn't been healthy this year. You know, MVP type Murphy has been a couple years removed now. Yeah, I mean, it can't be the only move they make, but uh, you know, I just uh, I feel like you know they had another shot at Justin Turner too last offseason for third base, and they never did it. I guess maybe because of the David Wright stuff, you know. Yeah, it, so but it's like it's like dating an ex, Dan. Don't you just let's get somebody new in here? I don't want to see Murphy after he already had his probably career year. You know, he's injured with the knee. That could be a concern. He was a lousy defender anyway. I, I get what you're saying, and I understand. And thanks for the call. I understand why maybe Met fans would be excited about that. They're going to need a second baseman. They love Murphy. I just want to move on. Uh, just give me somebody else who could actually play the position and all-around good ball player. Not knocking Murphy, but I saw enough of Daniel Murphy. I didn't have a big problem with him at, with them letting him go. The problem was that he just went on a tear in the postseason. I mean, you watched Murphy and you suffered through awful match years. And you watched Murphy all those years make boneheaded play after boneheaded play, whether it be in left field, second base, third base, first base. Never hit with power, couldn't run the bases, making bonehead plays on the base paths. And then he finally looks like he puts it all together offensively, becomes a power hitter in the postseason, and that's when conveniently they decide to let him go. I don't think Murphy is... I don't know. I don't think he's a good ball player. I think he's a great hitter. Great hitter. I don't think he's a good all-around ball player. I'm not opposed to him, but I'd rather have Murphy as a DH than as a second baseman. If this were the American League or if the National League all of a sudden instituted the DH, then I would say, yes, yeah, sign Murphy and have him be your DH. Kevin is in Brooklyn. Um, Kevin, you want to talk about the scouting? Well, a couple of things, uh, Sal. First of all, nice show tonight. Really interesting. Thank you. I appreciate uh, it. One of the things that I don't like is they seem to be too concerned about public opinion. Jose, I love Jose, but he should not be on the major league roster. They should have a younger guy in there who can sit. You know, I, I don't understand. Why would they care that the fans are going to be upset? Fans aren't going to be upset. They want to win. Uh, I, don't, I don't think this is about the fans. I don't think any fan will be upset that Jose Reyes was released. Well, the team seems to be concerned about that. No, well, ownership. No, 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 ownership. Ownership. But I don't think. But I don't think. I don't think they're concerned about the fan reaction. I think they just. They just like Jose Reyes. 
I, but as a ball player, he's lost. He's just I, I agree, play. but Kevin, the, do you know a fan who wants Jose Reyes on the team? Because I haven't heard from one. No, I haven't. No, no. Well, right. I don't, get it, I don't get it at all. But they've done it in the past too, and I think they were burnt when they when they traded Seaver, and I think they're a little gun shy of of, uh, of trading guys who are popular with the fans and, and a great player. Um, the other thing that annoys me is the scouting. Why is the scouting so bad? I looked at the list of their scouts, and they're all major former major league scouts. Uh, and with other teams. Well, how do you know? I mean, I don't know. And thanks for the call, Kevin. I, how do you know that um, that it is so bad? I, I mean, just because of what you're seeing this year on the field, I'm not so sure that that could be the case. I mean, you know, guy scout of Michael Conforto. I, I I thought for sure Conforto was going to be a superstar in the game. He's been terrible. So is that the scouts' fault? Is it the scouts' fault? Todd Frazier can't stay on the field, or that they brought him? And we know what Todd Frazier is. You know what Frazier and Bruce are as a player. You know what Jason Vargas was as a player? You know what Jose Reyes was as a player? That's not the scouts' fault. It's more than that. All right, we finish up, give away a pair of Mets tickets, and we come back, finish up on the phones as well. We'll get more of you guys in and give away that free replica Jacob deGrom jersey. 800-321-0710, the number to call. Sal Akata filling in for Pete McCarthy. The fifth annual All-Star Week with me in for Pete is coming to an end. On the Voice of New York, 710 W O 